You're listening to Rolling Toe with trucking experts Kevin and Mike Beckett. This is the show where you ask the questions and we give you the diagnosis on how to get the most out of your truck. We'll talk about avoiding wear and tear, knowing your suspension and axles, and how to get more mileage from your tires. We're on the audio road. Let's get rolling. Uh, good evening. This is Mike. And this is Kevin. And we're here with the stomach churns about tire wear and handling problems again. <laughs> the tire, the wheel turns as the stomach churns? Or uh, and the hospital went closed. <laughs> I don't don't know. let that happen. Soap opera day. Okay. <laughs> well, we've had a good time so far. We're going to do our 14th episode tonight. And tonight the discussion is going to be about mismount. This refers to the placement of the tire on the rim, the rim on the hub, and the brake drum on the hub. Improper installation of these will cause irregular tire wear and vibrations. The procedure for proper mounting of the tire is very well covered in any tire manual. The main point I wish to make is in this post is that if the tire is not properly mounted, it will cup. Having said that, I seldom find tire mismount as a major tire issue. Less than one in a thousand tires that I've have irregular wear as a result of this problem. It should also be pointed out that once a tire is mismounted and has been driven for four or 5,000 miles and been heated and pressured in the new form on the bead, it probably will not properly mount even if you break it down and try it again. Proper installation of the rim and the drum on a unimount style hub is another matter. When we converted from wheels that were stud piloted with ball seat nuts, to unimount rims with nuts that had washers, the industry was forced to depend on one centering point instead of multiple points. When you have eight or 10 centering points with ball seat nuts, you have a much more precisely mounted component than you have only one. The unimount hub is manufactured with a maximum diameter, and that hub mating surface can be a tolerance less than that for quality purposes. At the same time, the rim or drum manufactured has a minimum size for centering and that can have a plus or minus larger than that quality purpose. Only when you have a hub that is at the maximum size and a rim or drum that is at the minimum tolerance do you get a perfect fitment. Through time, usage, temperature changes, the size of those dimensions change for the worse. <coughs> Excuse me. When the rim is not centered on the hub, you have an off-center rotation of the wheel and the tire creating an imbalance and a slightly eccentric wear on the tire. The drum off-center also produces an imbalance issue plus an irregular drag on the brake shoe, which causes an out-around wear to the tire. These issues are present in significant percentages of vehicles with irregular wear patterns. There are processes and products to help alleviate this problem by manually centering the rim or the drum or converting them back to stud-centered assembly. And when you say stud-centered, you're talking about what product would we use to get? Um, True Balance has products that will go on the studs and center the rim. There are nuts available with slightly extended sleeves that will fit into the hole of the rim and center it on the stud instead of allowing the rim to flop around. Uh, so there, there's various ways to do it that are coming out as aftermarket products. None of these come directly from the factory. Okay. And as far as 
You know, it is, I, I believe it's a pretty crazy thing. The uh, the tire is not cheap. Nope. It's hundreds and hundreds of dollars. And in fact, you know, with all the time you spend with tire engineers, they do spend a lot of time engineering. Uh, a lot of money has gone into making these just large black round objects really exactly right for the for the correct there's millions spent on r&d on them right and then when it comes time to stick it on your truck or at least get it on the wheel that's going to go on the truck uh what is the person that's going to get that job done the tire buster the tire buster probably one of the lowest paid people in the industry mm-hmm. yep and he he cares about the product they care about his well-being they make sure that he's got everything he needs and everybody's happy by the time the thing gets on the track. I hope. I hope. That's, well, that's always the hope. Right. So I, all I'm saying is uh, when it comes to uh, uh, getting, your, getting your tires mounted, I, you, you really want to at least look at, look at the, what they're doing yourself mm-hmm. because there are certain things that there's certain things that, uh, whoops, I hope nobody heard that. Push the, uh, uh, the space bar. Space bar? Yeah. Sign in alignment. Hold on, people. Okay. Sorry about that. Yeah, we're still on the air. We are on the air. Let yeah. done. <laughs> I didn't touch the thing long enough and it went to. Too many buttons. Yeah. 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 It, you spend a lot of money. Your second highest cost to operate in the vehicle is your tires, and yet they pay a real low-paid guy to go out there and mount the tires and throw them on the truck, and you hope they did it right. Right, and you also have to consider that the 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 money that the tire dealer makes isn't uh, based on the amount that the engineer spent building that tire. No, no, no. Right, so no. it isn't. It isn't. They aren't going to make. they just because they sold a Michelin doesn't mean they're going to give you Michelin quality uh, service because they're not really getting any Michelin money for, for putting that tire on them. There seems to be a misconception about how much money they make on selling tires. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, let's say it's a $600 tire. You think, okay, the guy's making $300 out of that tire. Most tire dealers, as I understand it, are lucky if they make 20% on the sale of that tire. Lucky. Right. Yeah. And that's, <clears throat> I may be wrong. And maybe some tire dealer will call me up and say, no, I'm making 50%. But I really yeah. don't think they're making that much money. Uh, they yeah. sell a lot of them, and so they make 20% on a lot. But they don't make a lot of money on each individual tire. And by the time they <clears throat> pay for the warehousing, pay for a guy to put it on, pay a salesman to go out and sell it, do all of that different stuff, and then take care of the warranty when they come back, um, yeah, it's it's a tough business. And yeah. everybody's out there selling them. Oh, yeah. Yeah, everybody's got the same product. An XA3 is an XA3, no matter right. where you go to buy it. Correct. So it comes down to, I mean, especially, you know, we're all in business here. Uh, it comes down to money, certainly. But for your well-being out there, uh, if, if what they're going to do is they're going to give it to somebody that has no idea how they're supposed to put that thing on your truck, maybe you're going to lose a whole bunch of that investment. Right. Right from the get-go. <clears throat> but, but the point I made in the... In the earlier discussion, was the physical mounting of the tire on the rim in what I see in damage out there mm-hmm. is not normally the problem. The problem is the way the rim gets mounted on the hub mm-hmm. and the way the drum gets mounted on the hub. I see much more damage from those than from the way the tires mounted on the rim. 
Now, if you have a question or a comment, you can push one on your keyboard, and you'll come up and tell us that you have a question or a comment. If you push it twice, you'll erase yourself. So don't do that. We, we do want to talk to everybody that wants to talk to us because we're egomaniacs. And uh, so the more you want to talk, the more we have things. Otherwise, you'll just listen to Kevin and I talk to each other, and that's not a lot of fun. It can be. Well, it can be. <laughs> or it should be. But it's not always. Yeah, we'll see. Okay, all right. Let's take our first call and see what we got. Now, we're going to start the game of where is this call from. That's something we do every yeah, time. Yeah, every time. And where have you got this call? Uh, what's the year code? It's 404. 404. 414, mm. four, four, I know, it was Milwaukee. Yeah. 404. 404. I'm going to say Texas. You took mine. Okay, so I'm going to say California. Okay. All right. Hello hey, where there. Are you from? Yeah, I'm here. Pardon? Can you hear me? No, yeah, I can hear you now. Okay. Yeah, y'all both got it wrong. It's Georgia. Georgia. Uh, <laughs> oh well. Oh well. I picked Texas because I think 405 is New Mexico. Yeah. So I figured that would be close. The neighbor. Yeah. Okay. What can we do for you? Yeah, I'm fixing to put two new steer tires on the front of my '93 Freightliner. And just wondering what y'all would really recommend would be the best tires I can put on there. What's the next best, just depending on what I can afford. Oh, now this, the the decision of what's the best tire becomes, uh, are you looking for long mileage? Are you a line haul? Are you more interested in the dollar that you you spend spend now up front? Or are you more interested in what the long-term run is going to be? Well, I'd like the long term, but uh, it just depends. I mean, if it's slap out of sight for long term, then I'm gonna have to go more with the dollar. But I'm interested in putting some good tires on there that uh, that will last me a while. I'm gonna probably have to get the truck aligned because I've had a little bit of wear on two of my tires that I've got on there right now, and they they wore uh-huh. on, on the passenger side. It wore on the outside. On the driver's side, it wore on the inside. So what I did to get just a few more miles out of the tires. Is I had a uh, truck store or a tire store that they just pull them off and reverse them, rotate them one from one side to the other side, and it was pulling to the right, and now it just straightened it up because I guess <laughs> I, I right. just made it opposite of what it was. So that, yeah, that, what, that what, got, that's going to give me a few more miles, but I'm sure I'm going to have to have the truck aligned. But I'd like mm-hmm. to put the best tires on there I can, but I'd like to do it at a good price if I can too. So. Um, just everything from love. They've got okay, let me, let me talk about what's wrong with your truck that would cause outside wear on one front and inside wear on the other. That is a drive axle alignment problem. So the drive axles aren't set the way I would like them, okay? Okay, the That's drive the axles thing. are not set? Drive axles are out of alignment. Okay? Huh. And they're pushing your truck sideways, and you're having to steer to the left to keep it on the road, and so you're sliding the truck down the road and wearing the outside of the right front and the inside of the left front. Yep. Okay? Okay. So that's the first thing. So true. You do have an alignment problem. You do have an alignment problem. How many miles are on these tires? Um, couldn't tell you because um, one of them I had a blowout on, and I put a good used steer tire on there several thousand miles ago. And the okay, other so one was, was a match. 
to it, so I, I didn't buy either one of the tires new, so I couldn't tell you. All right, so we won't worry about that. What makes a good tire? The Michelin XZA Plus, XZA3 Plus is a really good tire. The Continental makes a really good line haul tire. The Bridgestone makes a very good line haul tire. Goodyear's 395, I like as a steer tire. Don is enthusiastic about the 399. Now, those are all primary brand tires. Also, there's the Yokohama. Makes a really good steer tire. A lot of people are telling us they're getting really good mileage out of the Yokohamas. So there's five different tires you can pick from. And but the, all the premium tires, not to, you, you don't want to throw a, a intrastate tire out there and say that you're getting the best mileage you can. Right. Now, you can go to some of their second-line tires. Okay? There you go. Bridgestone has the Firestone brand, and they make a pretty good second-line tire. Uh, Michelin has the BF Goodrich, which is a pretty good second-line tire. Um, is it Dunlop? Dunlop is under the Goodyear brand. And they're using the- and, there, and there is a model of Dunlop, is the, which is the old 395 tire. So you could ask them, okay, how much is buying selling that one for? Right. That 395 used to be Mike's oh, pretty much favorite tire, especially oh, for the money. For the money, it was a dynamite tire. So now, having said that all these tires are good, the decision on what the price is going to be is going to be who you're buying from and what he's willing to sell it for. Mm-hmm. Now, I guarantee you, okay. if you go to a truck stop and buy it, you're probably not getting a very good price. Okay? Because yeah, convenience, you know. Right. Yeah, it's convenient, but you're not going to get a good price. So I would start shopping the dealers in your area and see who's going to give you a good deal on one of those name brand tires. Mm-hmm. Okay, and but you're saying the best one is the Michelin XZ3? XZA3 plus. Okay. Now that is A3 plus. Okay. It is also the most expensive. Yes, it's the most expensive. If you look at your cost per mile, uh, Continental will beat the Michelin. It'll cost a little less. It may not run quite as far, but if you figure what it costs you per mile, it's a better buy. And that's a good one for the Continental. Like you said. Yeah, the Continental. Yeah. Yeah. And then the uh, the Goodyear 395. I don't know what they're selling them for now, but <clears throat> we used to before they brought out the 395. With the Goodyear 395, before the 399, before the 399 came out, yeah, the 395. We were getting uh, 200,000 miles out of those tires and just having a great time with it. Mm-hmm. Okay. And we recently heard that they took that model and moved it down to the Dunlop brand. And now I hear they're bringing it back up to the Goodyear brand. <laughs> so if you could get that one, I, I wouldn't be unhappy with that. But again, it, it comes down to who are you going to buy from? What price is he going to give you? And how does that dealer handle warranties? If he's good with you, then that's a good place. Now, you're saying my drive axle is out of the line, so I need to have a three-axle alignment? You need a three-axle alignment, a good three-axle alignment. I would recommend you go to somebody that does an MD alignment process. One of our guys, you can go to our website and look up there and see which shops are in your area in Georgia and stuff and find a guy that will do it for you. If you go to a conventional shop, that's fine, but you want to make sure that that guy's got a good reputation. Because if he's just going to do an alignment and kick you out the door and give you a a printout and say, well, I put it to factory specs, the odds are you're not going to get a good tire lure. So what is your website where I can look at the ones in my area? MDalignment.com. Okay, MDalignment.com. Yep. Okay. Uh, appreciate it. Now, did you have any numbers particularly? I know you said on the good, the good year you said the three ninety five was good, and you yeah, said the three ninety five is the one I like. 
The Michelin is the X2A3+. plus. What's the number for the Continental or the Dunlop? Oh, I can't remember. They've got all these funny names. Just ask them what their premium highway steer tire is for any of those brands. What's right. your number one highway steer tire? That's something I want to talk about. Right. Okay. All right. Well, I, I appreciate it. You have a good day. Thanks for calling. You too. Thank you. All right. Did you put a note up there? You didn't put a note up there. We need to put a note up there before we call him again. Uh-oh. Don't want to do that. All right. Okay. Well, well that was fine. Didn't have much to do with tire mounting, but it's the same thing. Now, what do we got for the second guy? Uh, well, I don't know what his question is, but he's from the 315 area. 315. You got a guess? Uh, Pennsylvania. Texas. Texas again. All right. Hello? Hello there. Hello there. Yeah, it's upstate New York. I was close. <laughs> upstate uh, New York. All yeah, right. Here we go. We'll give Kevin a half a point. I don't give a point. I, I, I just want to make What's some that? comments about the tires. Um, I have a tractor trailer driver of eight years, and I also have a small repair shop. I've never dealt with truck tires until recently. And, uh, I've noticed I tried shopping around for a super single, a Michelin. Everybody uh-huh. wants twelve, thirteen hundred dollars for the tire. I, the best I found is like eleven, eleven hundred dollars, seven hundred eighty dollars. So in my shop, I don't deal in truck tires, but I contacted Michelin. I set up an account with them. I'm getting the, mm-hmm. the tire for nine hundred and three dollars is my cost. So the markup on the super single for Michelin is phenomenal. They're making almost three hundred dollars on the markup if not more, that's just for one tire. And then also, you know, car tires, you're right, you don't make a big percentage on them. They're really small. You're lucky if you can make $10, $15 on a car tire. You make your money on the mounting, balancing, valve stem, and then you sell the uh, you sell the road service on it, or the, the little extended warranty, the road hazard. That's where you make your money. You know, you sell a lot of road hazards. I'd all say you sell 20 tires of road hazards. Your warranty usually maybe maybe you'll see one come back, so you eat it. But in the long run, for all the money that you made on selling all the road hazards, there's big money in tires. What everybody's making on each one individually, I don't know, but as far as the super singles for the Michelin, that's a phenomenal markup. Yeah, it's a very popular tire right now, so they're able to hold their price way up there. But if you went yeah, to a two ninety-five, the two ninety-five seventy-five regular twenty-two-five mm-hmm. tire. Uh, well, and it and it sells for what five hundred bucks? Well, I'm not I'm not sure on that, but my cost was nine hundred and three for the super single. Got it, got it. And well, you know, and that's just that, that's just me as a small guy buying one. They figure you got loves or TAs going in there, and they're probably buying hundreds of them at a time. I wouldn't be surprised if it's another hundred or two hundred dollars less than that. Right, right. I, I mean, money they're Well, I appreciate you calling. Give us that information. That's uh, more in our pipe to smoke. (laughs) Yes, I appreciate your time. You have a great day. Thanks for calling. You too. Thank you. Upstate New York. Upstate New York. Well, there you go. uh, The the other aspect of that, obviously, is uh, sure. You know, if you buy in bulk, you can you can you can sell for. Or with a larger margin, right? But then also on the same side, if you've got like the, the, the say or Schneider and you're buying tires, you can also get a, a lower price for the purchase. Sure. So you're purchasing power 
walking into any, you know, truck stop, mm-hmm. you're 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 going to end up as an owner operator with no affiliation. Right. The most screwed person on the road. Unless you're on some sort of a buying group. Yeah. Right. Right. Okay. What do we got for our next guy? Oh, we got the the four two three. Four two three. That's four, Jamaica. That's Jim. Is it Jamaica? Sure. You imagine these were Jamaica a number of times. I'm looking for Jamaica. No, yeah, I bet you are. I Wait. would go with uh, Alabama. Okay. No, uh, Tennessee, but I'm in, down here in Oklahoma right now. Tennessee, but you're in Oklahoma. Right, but I yeah, I'm, north. I'm, I'm on my way out to uh, Tulsa. But my question for you, I've got, I'm running uh, XDA Energies on the back. Uh, they're down to about 530 seconds. Uh, I just wanted to find out what your views were on regrooving as far as, I, I was talking to someone. I was fixing to buy eight of them, uh, to, you know, to get the cores on mine. And uh, they said I would be better off to regroove what I've got for $20 a tire. But I've never done that. And I, I just wanted to find out what y'all's opinion was on that. Okay. The only objection I've got to regrooving, and, and most tires will say rig, right on them, regroovable. And you can pick up another four thirty seconds of tread and run them longer. Once they're regrooved, the casing is worth nothing. They cannot be recapped. So that's what I look, wanted to know. Look at what the casing is worth now as a recapable casing, and then how much are you throwing away if you regroove it? A uh, hundred dollars. Yeah, yeah. I think I keep the hundred dollars and not regroove it. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you. I appreciate the, the information. Not a problem. problem. And you enjoy yourself down there in Jamaica. Okay, I sure <laughs> will. Thank you. All right. Alabama, whatever. <laughs> All, right. All right, Jamaica. Okay. I, knew, I knew I was going to find somebody from Jamaica. <laughs> you keep making up for the other thing. No, that... Who, me? I don't make anything up. No, not once. Not your whole life. No, not once. Uh, if uh, anybody else has any questions or comments, uh, push one on your phone. We'd be glad to answer. We do have some more here we're going to go through, but we always like to have more people that want to talk to us because we're egomaniacs. We are. What do we got here? We got the 740. 740? That's California, isn't it? No, that's 760. That's 760. Yeah. I was thinking it was uh, Ohio, but I'm not sure. I want to go California anyway. Okay, I'm going to Ohio. Okay. What part of California it is Ohio. are you from? <laughs> it's Ohio, but if you want to say Texas, okay. you want to be closer to where I'm at, at least. He is in Texas. Uh, you guys would have got one there. A uh, couple questions for you. Um, first, on uh, I've got a uh, I just had my steers balanced. I've got the uh, XZA3s on there. Um, about seventy thousand miles on them. Wears good and all that. I just started to pick up a vibration. Um, I had TA do it, and I think it was my driver's side. He said uh, it needed 14 ounces of balance or 14 ounces of weight. And uh, he said the most he was allowed to put was 12 ounces. Is that true? Michelin says that if you need any more than six, we've got a problem on a brand-new tire. Oh, okay. 
But on a used tire, you can have all kinds of weight needed depending on how the tire's been abused as it's being driven. 14 okay. ounces, 12 ounces is quite a bit of weight. Now, you said you balanced them because you've got a vibration. Is that correct? Yes, sir. Can you tell me a little bit about this vibration? Does it come in at a certain speed, and do you feel it in the steering wheel or in the seat and the feet? Uh, it was in the steering wheel um, between 55 and 62, which is right where I like to run. Um, okay. And it was always worse when I was, you know, loaded up towards gross. Uh, lighter weight loads and all that, but, you know, I didn't seem to notice it as much, but, you know, up towards uh, 80,000, you know. It okay. Would, uh, when, when you feel the vibration come in, and apparently you can drive through it at 62, it goes away, is that correct? Yeah. Okay. When you slow down through that speed range, does the vibration come back again? Um, it will come back. Usually it was it was taking like a bump or something to get it to come back in if I was slowing ah. back down through that range. Bump to make it start again when you're coming down. If you come down smoothly through it, it doesn't occur, right? Right. Okay. When you feel the vibration in the steering wheel, is it twitching the steering wheel side to side or is it jumping it up and down? Uh, it'd be like a left to right, side to side movement. Right. Okay. All right. And they balanced it, and did that seem to do any good? Yeah, uh, it's made a huge difference. Okay, yeah, good. I mean, yeah, very slight, your, if at all. On your steer tires, is there any visible cupping or anything, or they seem to be looking pretty smooth? No, they're. I mean, they're wearing great. The uh, the one tire, it did have, uh, I don't know, something must have happened where it, uh, it looks like maybe about an eighth of an inch of the rib halfway across mm -hmm. the rib had some damage to it. Maybe, mm -hmm. I don't know, an eighth inch deep or something like that. Okay. All right. If that, and that would be yeah, enough. I mean, real shallow, yeah. real shallow. All right. Well, it, if something has happened to the tire over the time it's been running, what'd you say? 70,000 miles? Roughly. Yeah. Yeah. Something has happened over that period of time that you've lost some rubber in part of the tire and now you have to put some weight in to make up for that so it'll rotate smoothly. So this is a classic case that it needed balance. Now, did they balance it with fixed weights, or did they put something inside the tire? Uh, fixed weights on the outside. And that's fine. The problem with the fixed weight balance is that it is only correct the day they do it. And as the tire ah. wears the weight changes position again because the tire doesn't wear uniformly around its circumference. As you saw. Okay, so, so I'd probably need to go to something like a Centermatic or a Counteract feed, something like that. That's what I recommend. But then, I mean, it's going to have to be bad enough that it actually causes vibration before you're going to care. Yeah, at this stage, you've already done the other, so go ahead and live with it. And if it starts vibrating again, instead of having a balancer done on it, I would need to put centromatics on or balance beads in it, okay? Okay. Because then every time it spins up, it will rebalance for the current condition of the truck. Yep. But, yeah, I mean, right, well, I will something, definitely, occurring, uh... something occurred to cause as much an almost a one-pound difference from one side of the tire to the other. 
So that it's it's pretty dramatic, no matter what's happened. And I, I, I suspect, although you haven't seen much of a wear issue so far, I suspect even though it's balanced, you're going to start seeing more. Now, what inflation are you running in the tire? One ten in the front. Okay, and the sidewall of the tire probably says one ten on the side of it, doesn't? Uh, I do believe it does. Yeah. Okay. Now the one ten on the sidewall of the tire is the minimum pressure the tire requires to carry the load that's specified on the side of the tire. So let's say it's 6,000 pounds, and your steer axle is carrying 12,000, okay? Okay. You're driving down the road, and you have a nice aerodynamic truck, don't you? Uh, well, somewhat. It's a pro star, so. <laughs> Did the aerodynamics push the truck down at 60 miles an hour? How much weight's on your steer axle now? Uh, 11.7. Okay, but, well, but was that was what it was when you were sitting still. When you're doing 60 right, miles right. an hour and the aerodynamics pushing down, you're carrying more than that, aren't you? Yeah. And then when you step on the brakes, how much? what happens to the load on the steer axle? Does it go up or does it go down? Oh, I'd say it goes way up. So... You don't really want the minimum pressure. You want a little extra. I normally find 10 pounds over whatever the sidewall says gives me the best tire wear. Okay. Now, on your rear of the truck, you've got 34,000 pounds carried on those two drive axles, right? Yes. That means if you divide that by eight tires, each tire is only carrying 4,250 pounds. And if you look at the load chart, that tire only requires 75 pounds of pressure, and the steer tire only requires 110 pounds of pressure, right? Right. Pounds in the rear, would you? Uh, no. <laughs> well, if you wouldn't run the minimum in the rear, why are you insisting on running the minimum on the steer? I know why. It's because everybody Honest. says you should. Basically, yeah. Yeah, that's what everybody's always recommended is, you know, 110 to 115 to me. Correct. I have no problems with 95 to 100 pounds in the rear because that's overinflated by between 20 and 25 pounds of what the chart says. And I like more air than less air. But I like about 10 pounds more in the steer tire, and I get better tire wear overall. Yep. Okay. So, again, yeah, you, and you should do that with this one. But I still, I solidly believe, I mean, the second half of a tire's life, is usually the half where it looks much worse anyway. Yeah, things start happening. So it's, you're, you're, you're going to end okay. up with no matter what. The other thing to remember is if you took all of the tread off of that tire and weighed how much it was, there's about 30 pounds of tread that you wear off through the life of the tire. So having one pound difference halfway through the life of the tire is not a big surprise. Oh, okay. Okay? All right. All right, sounds good. Um, can I ask you guys one more question real quick? No problem. Um, Salins, have you guys ever heard of those? S-A-I-L-U-N? Uh, sorry, what was that? As a Salin tire? Nope. No. Is that a brand of a tire okay. or a dealership? It is a brand, yeah. They're probably made it in China. Yeah, they've been coming out with a lot of fun. Yep. The, the, the normal philosophy, curious. my job is to help people reduce irregular wear in their steer tires, okay? 
And okay. if somebody really wants to reduce the regular wear and the steer tires, I tell them to buy Chinese tires because they blow out every two weeks and there's no irregular wear. <laughs> oh. All right. I'm just opinionated like that. What can I say? <laughs> oh, yeah. All right, no, buddy. Uh, I just, uh, all right, man. I appreciate it, guys. You have a great day. Thanks for calling. You too. Yep. Right. Okay. All right. We had a good time with that one. That was, that was intense. And he was from where? Jamaica. No, it was Ohio. It was but... Ohio. Okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> Ohio. All right. All right. Well, how long have we been on the air? We've been on for oh, a little over half an hour. Boy, I'm having fun. Okay. And we've got a couple of calls left here. And this guy is from? It's, uh, from the 703 area. I don't know where that is. And I don't know what his question is. 703. Dominican no, Republic. No, I'm going with Texas because 703 is so far out. The Dominican Republic. Sure. Like Islanders are calling. And they're driving and they're calling us. Okay. They're, yeah, because they're on the road. So. Sure. Uh, okay. Where are you from? Good evening, gentlemen. I'm actually originally from uh, Northern Virginia, but I live in Texas now. Texas. So I was half right. You was half right. <laughs> Yeah, Texas, uh, most of them, like, I live in Austin now, so it would be a 512, but I haven't gotten rid of my Virginia phone number. So keep, I kept it for you guys five years later, just so you can guess. Far out. What can we do but for I have, you? I have, a, I have a couple questions. Well, I just replaced my steers. Um, I got the, I've been running um, XDA3 since I've had my Freightliner Cascadia, and I just got another set put on. Um, I replaced them with 630 seconds left on them. And I had 205,000 miles on them. Um, I was wondering how, is that such a pretty good uh, lap time for those tires? Anytime you're over, pounds? yeah, anytime you're over 180 or 190,000 miles on a steer tire, the tire's paid for itself with today's tires and their prices. So at 205,000. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I bought the set for the set cost me nine hundred. I have a, I work for Prime, so I got a pretty good deal um, when I bought the tires. So I mean, like yeah, my mission, my X, yeah, my XD, uh, my X, um, X, uh, uh, Energy XDA Energy that I bought uh, last year. I have one hundred and five thousand miles on them, but I bought the set for nine see here nine hundred and fifty dollars a tire. So, and they okay. gave me a hundred dollars back for the recap. So it's a pretty good deal. I think that they don't really gouge us on the tires. They get us on everything else in the shop. But, uh, my question is, I, um, I went to Centromatic two years ago and they put in my micro blue bearings. And mm-hmm. at the point, um, I had, they told me that my drag link on the driver's side was going bad and I had the regular wear. And when I replaced my tire, I never got it fixed. And the inside tire on the driver's side was worn. Um, would that be conducive to a drag link going bad? No. What the drag link I, will do is it'll make the truck want to road wander. You'll be chasing the steering wheel trying to catch up with the tires because the yeah, drag. I never had that problem. So that could no, be I've never that. had the problem. Yeah. But I, I know I heard my Kingston's, um, they, they, like when we, when I had my tires put on and, um, they, they were both on the ground, I was actually able to grab my tire and shake it. Um, would that okay, be a Kingston right. issue? Now, now here's, you said it's the inside edge of the left front tire, correct? Co- correct. Okay. Does the truck have a slight right pull? Uh, no. Well, actually okay. it did, uh, it never had it until, um, Three months ago, when I hit a big 
big old pothole. That was my next question I had for you. Um, but I mean, I've always had that wear since I've had the tire. You know, it's like it just gradually wore. Uh, but I've never had a, a pull. It tracks straight down the middle. I can let go on the highway and it goes straight. Okay, okay. So it doesn't pull to the right, but you do have a little bit of a road wander problem, right? Uh, not that I can feel. Um, it wants all the roads. Wa- all the roads that I run are are two lane roads in Central Texas. So I mean, they're they're all crowned pretty pretty bad. So it's really hard to. I have never like when I was on a major interstate, I'd never notice it. Does the truck have a vibration between forty five and fifty five miles an hour in the steering wheel? A slight vibration because I run fifty three all the time. Okay. So I'm at a low RPM at a, on a tall gear. But the I vibration like this day one. Vibration and the inside edge of the left tire says that you probably have a very slight, maybe a thirty second of an inch toe out. Okay. A toe out. Okay. And and that will probably solve those two things. Now, if your drag link is bad, if it's got too much play in it, you should replace that anyway. But the drag link really doesn't cause a tire wear problem. It causes a handling problem. Handling. Okay. I've never had a problem. I mean, okay. it's been a pretty good, for a fleet truck, I mean, I bought it through the company, but it's been a pretty good truck. Okay. I'll have to take a look at it. And one other question I had is I did run into a big pothole, um, and <laughs> when I did, my steering wheel now is basically like the center of the steering wheel, like the like the little Freightliner logo is now facing like the ten o'clock position. So basically, you know, it's it's off by you know thirty degrees. But did it still you hit? Runs fine. Did you hit with the left front or the right front tire? I hit it with the. What would that be? It would be the left front. Hit it with the left front tire. The odds yeah. are. Your steering, your steering axle got jammed back a little bit on the left side, which changed the position of the drag link, and now you have to turn the steering wheel to the left to keep yourself going straight. So when they check your front end of the truck, they want to check to make sure the steering axle is square to the front of the truck. Right. Okay, now sure I got an alignment done, just had a wing foot, just to just, just see if there's anything wrong obviously like you talked to the last guy like you know they don't, they don't give you a report it's all in spec and that's exactly what the guy told me um so i, I guess i would have to go cause I, I go past centromatic at least once a week so it would be best to take it to them since they're an md alignment and um have them check that out did they give you a printout with the alignment machine uh they did and of course you're asking for that and i probably don't have it where i can get to it I'd have to probably call back with that information. I don't have it. Uh, I just filed all alignment. my paperwork. If it's a Hunter alignment machine, it will give you a setback measurement in degrees. And the measurement should be not more than 0. 0.06 degrees. If it's more than that, it's telling you the axle's tripping. 0. 0.06. Okay. Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll take it to Centromatic. And last question. I'm um, going to put get some – I need to get new shocks. Uh, well, I needed to get them about 400,000 miles ago. And um, mm-hmm. I'm going to go over to, uh, there's a customer in, um, that does work on my truck over Redneck Diesel and Performance over mm-hmm. in Hutchins, Texas. Um, they're okay. going to give me, I was going to at least put shocks in the front, but I'm just going to go ahead and bite the bullet and get shocks for all, six, you know, get six shocks. Those shocks help me with tire life. And if they do, why? They will help a little bit with tire life because they keep the tires from bouncing on the road. They keep them on the road so you got firm contact all the time. When the tire comes okay. off the road and bounces back down, that impact causes the tire to squirm and causes it to wear. 
Okay. So keeping the rubber on the road is a good thing. For twenty three hundred dollars, you think it's definitely? I mean, because um, like I said, this is a short wheelbase truck. It's only a two thirty, and I run literally. I run Texas two lane roads, and I run slow, and I run. You know, like I said, I go. I don't go off road, but I run the shoulders a lot to let trucks pass me, so they don't flick me off. Um, so, uh, you know, would, would that be a really beneficial um, addition to my truck? Twenty three hundred dollars for what? For the uh, Road King shocks installed. Oh, for the Road King shocks. I have I have no experience in testing Road King shocks, so I couldn't tell you. Yeah, I don't. I, I hear well, they're pretty good. I'll put them on and I'll report back to you. I'm so glad that uh, you guys are on Sunday nights because I'm really trying to. I mean, I'm a fuel economy guru. I try to, you know, I get over eight miles per gallon running flatbed in Texas, you know, with the fleet truck, and I just uh, my goal is to hit nine, which I think I'll do in the next few weeks once I get a few other modifications done. But uh, next is really getting being one with the alignments and the tires. So I really appreciate you guys being on the air, and thank you very much. Not a problem. You have a good day. Thank you for calling. You too. Take care. Right. Right. Texas, so huh? Half right. You half-assed? Well, usually. <laughs> but I was half right. Okay. We got more questions. We're running out of time. Let's get some more done. Oh, we got 20 minutes. But Do we have 20 minutes? Yeah. This one's 517, which I actually I think is, again, Ohio. You think it's Ohio? I think. I'm going to go Carolina. Maybe. Who knows? Where are you from? Yeah, Michigan. Michigan. And if you're from Michigan, you've never met somebody from Ohio you didn't hate, and you can't really say why. There you go. <laughs> what you got? I want to talk to you about air pressure. Okay. I have a uh, O2 Freightliner Columbia single-axle truck. I pull a single-axle trailer. I normally weigh about 35,000 pounds. You normally weigh about how much? You broke up. About 35,000 is my normal rate over half the time. Okay. And I might be a little heavier the rest of the time. but And I've been running so them you're... at 110. Do you think that's too much or too less well, because of, of the late duty? You're carrying, got... about 12, you're carrying about 12,000 pounds on the steer axle. You're carrying about 20,000 pounds on each your drive and your trailer axle. Is that correct? Well, yeah, I'm actually less than that. I'm usually only 35,000 total. Well, 35,000 so, total. I was hearing something. Yeah. Okay. All right. And I got Michelin um, XDA 3 pluses on steer and drive. All right. I'm, I'm going to figure 17,000 on each drive axle and 12,000 on a steer axle is going to be your maximum legal load. Does that sound right? Correct. Okay. I would stick with about, oh, you could run 110 and everything if that made you feel good. But the steer tires are carrying more weight per tire than your driving trailers are. Always. And I would rather see the steers at 120 and everything else at about 100, and I'd be real happy. Because they're always okay. overpressure. You're always running your drive tires over pressure. Nobody runs at the proper pressure. So 100 is probably good no matter... What you're carrying. Right. Okay. Sounds good. Well, I appreciate it. No problem, buddy. You have yourself a good day. All right. All right. You too. So, Michigan. Michigan. Well, that's just north of Jamaica. Jamaica. 
You want you really want to hear it from somebody? I'm looking for hey man, I'm from Jamaica. <laughs> that did not. That didn't pass. That wasn't it. No, nobody. Oh. Nobody was cool. That's that. like a gringo trying to talk Mexican, huh? Uh, I don't even know you were trying to talk Mexican. <laughs> I don't really know what you were doing. <laughs> okay, make a note. Make a note. Let's make go to the next guy here. Seven sixty-five. Seven six five. Seven six five. Oh 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 oh. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, Tennessee. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, Missouri. Okay. Hello there. Hello. You were both wrong. It's Indiana. And we're surprised? <laughs> <laughs> oh. Uh, shame on you guys. You're supposed to know all this stuff. Hey, uh, um, this is the I've one got... thing we don't know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh well, I've been a, a fan of the empty alignments uh, ever since Kevin first turned us on to them years ago, and I've used cool. a um, uh, I've used the Volvo dealer up in Fort Wayne, Vomac, and I've always gotten real mm-hmm. good service from them. Um, I've got an 06 Volvo. I bought it new. It's a VNM, so short uh, nose, um, air ride front axle. I've uh, always run good quality steer tires. I'm running the uh, uh, Yokohama 617. Um, I am a single axle, and I run light all the time. I pull cargo trailers on a, a light-duty step deck, so my gross weight overall hardly exceeds 45, even when I'm fully loaded. Um, I've never had trouble until about three months ago uh, when I went to my DOT. My right kingpin was worn. I had it replaced. My steers, uh, I run Centromatics as well as... Um, the counteract first time river wear on my right front steer and the um, uh, it would be inside of the first groove. So it would be between mm-hmm. the first and second groove on the right side only. Uh, no, um, no alignment issues as far as toe because I don't have any feathering. No other symptoms other than that river wear, wear in that one uh, section of the tire. Any thoughts? That was the same side that the kingpin went out on? That is correct. Okay. Then, then the kingpin allowing the tire to wiggle back and forth caused the footprint to distort and caused the tire wear to start. Now, these okay, tires now, were on no, before I, the kingpin went out, right? That is correct. But at the same time, I rotated them side to side, so that tire was on exactly. the left side first. Ah. And, Okay. Well, either way. No, no, not either way. If if that tire was on the left side before the kingpin went bad, the kingpin was bad, and then it was moved to the right side. I can't blame the kingpin for that tire. No, I wasn't. I wasn't thinking of blaming the kingpin at all. I was going to ask: Is it a Michelin XZA three? What what brand is okay. that tire? I'm sorry. Ask me again. What brand is that tire? It's a Yokohama six seventeen. And you're running what inflation? Uh, 110. Okay. Now, I know you say you're running light, but do you know how much the front axle in your truck weighs when you're empty? Yeah, it, it will scale. I lost you. Are I you there? I might have lost him completely. Yeah, Are you there? Yes. Yeah. yeah, I'm here. Between 11, 8, and 12. 11, 8? And 12. Yeah. And 12, yeah. Um, That's why he's got that air ride front end. Yeah, you're running the air ride front end because you're so heavy on the front. Yeah. Um, 
110 in that tire is the absolute minimum inflation it requires. And if you run a little light on air, it will tend. We just, he just took him off. He, he just moved. I just watched him move off. He's not talking to us anymore. I, apparently, he, well, are you sure he's not talking to us? Or did he just... No, he was right there. I just watched it move over. I don't know what happened. Oh, is he there at all? I, 765? I, I don't know. I don't see it. Well, either way, I guess we can answer his question. Oh, we'll answer his question. Yeah, okay. Um, if you run at the minimum inflation, the tires, when you step on the brakes and stuff, are overinflated, and the footprint will buckle, and you'll start getting that second rib and river wear pattern. Especially so, on the Oklahoma. Yeah, yeah, especially in Oklahoma. And the 399 Goodyear is notorious for it. You need more air. And I like 10 pounds over whatever that sidewall says, because the sidewall, again, is the minimum inflation. Yep. Okay? Yep. All right, very good. If he comes back in, we'll talk to him. But who do we have well, next? Well, how, how much more air does he need for the Yokohama? 10 pounds. 6.7. So he needs to go from 110 to 120. To 120. And that's what we recommend for that. And I recommend out, it for everybody on their steers. We, deal, we actually work with like Yokohama engineers. At, at, at I haven't time. worked with Yokohama engineers for several years. It's I did for a couple, but it's but been a while. The 617 was out at the time. Yeah, and we still find all of them just need more air. Need more air. Yeah. 120 for that. Right. What's right. the next theory code? 801. Texas, Texas. I, I'm not. It's, I'm, I think it's in the uh, the it's in the call center of America, right next to the 800. Yeah. Wherever they wherever you call to get the 800 numbers for the 801 is right next support. to him. So he's in customer support. I mean, customer support. I'm going Texas. Texas. And my second guess is Jamaica. Okay. Where are you? At? Uh, I had a brother that went to Jamaica. <laughs> <laughs> Cool, I want one. <laughs> uh, it's a Utah number. Utah. Um, okay. I just wanted wanted to make a comment. One of the one of the callers said that they were putting a lot of uh, weight on one side of the rim to uh-huh. balance it out. What you do is take the tire and actually rotate it on the rim, and that'll take a lot of that weight off. Oftentimes it, it can if you've got a if you've got a rim that's got a problem and you rotate the tire on the rim, you can equalize the weight. Yeah. Uh, that's also called match mounting on a lot of tires. So yes, you're correct. Sometimes yeah. that's a good option. I've I've had to do that a couple times actually. I thank you for the comment. You have a good day, and go thank to you. Jamaica. Ah, uh, okay. Okay. Have you ever been to Jamaica? No, I've never been. To, no. I've been to Dominican Republic. Dominican Republic. Yes. With, uh, and I've been to Trinidad. William. Yes, with William. And I've been to Panama. Also with William. Yes. And this summer, it looks like I may be going to Santiago, Chile. Again, with William. In addition to going back to British Columbia. Not with William. And Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. Yeah, I have to wait until all the snow melts. Okay. Then I'm going up there. I, I suspect that their name was actually developed by the chattering of their teeth. Well, it could have been. to say something else. This is Saskatchewan. Um, do you know where Moose Jaw is? <laughs> no, I don't. Six feet in front of Moose Ass. It's right up there in Manitoba. Oh, okay, dear. what do we got? Oh, we've got the 217 area code. 217, 217. Isn't that also Indiana? Okay, you go Indiana, yeah. and I will go Illinois. Okay. All right, what do we got? Well, Are you there? 
I'm here. I said, if it's not Texas, you got her, Illinois. Illinois. <laughs> <laughs> Just listening to you on this air pressure. Um, I think my steers, I'm doing all right. You know, the higher. I run, I got the Michelin XZA3 Plus, and I run like 125 to 130 in my steers. I have since they was new. Uh, got Centromatics on them. I'm pushing about just short of 280,000 on them right now, and I'm just about to change them out. So I think everything's pretty good there. Wait a minute. Back up, back up, back up, back up, back up. Wait a minute. 285,000 miles on a steer tire? 277 and some change right now. But I have been told all my life that you cannot run a steer tire more than 100,000 miles because it's unsafe. You haven't been told. Well, they don't. I can, <laughs> I can prove it to you. And I and I had I just had the kingpins replaced in an 07 Volvo. I just had the kingpins put in about a month ago, and they said they've been shot for quite some time. And I've still got mm-hmm. 200, nearly 280,000 out of the steers. That's awesome. With bad kingpins, you got 200. But he's got centromatics, uh-huh. and he's running 125 yep. to 130 psi. Nice. Is that right? Yep, that's correct. I've done that. I just I didn't figure that was too much. A little stiff ride, but my question you're that's saying. Okay. In in the uh, the drives, I hear you talking. Run a little lower pressure. I run. I got singles on Michelin singles, and I run one singles are different. To, than, yeah, that? Singles are different. Singles are different than duels. Okay. Okay. Duels only require seventy five psi. Super singles require one hundred and one hundred and ten, one hundred and twenty. I'd have to look okay. at the chart on them to see what their pressure. Two totally different number. You will, yeah. yeah you will. I, figured, I figured they was, but I, I do 120 to 125 in the singles. Sure, mm-hmm. sure. No problem. Yep. What you got, right. That, you that was really all I was curious about, just, you know, the air in them there. Yep. A steer tire is carrying about 6,000 pounds, maybe 6,600, depending on having a 12,000-pound front axle or a 13,200-pound axle. The drive and trailer tires in each wheel position are carrying 8,500 pounds if you're running super singles. So a steer tire is carrying 6,000 pounds. A super single is carrying 8,500 pounds. Takes a lot of air. Yeah, but a dual wheel is only carrying 4,250 per tire. Per tire. So it depends on what you're running. Yep. Right. Yeah, all right. So I got a few more. Okay. Uh, good enough. Thank you. You have a great day. All right. Hey, you too. 285,000. I can't tell you the number of tire people I've been to, number of alignment people I've been to over the years. Who've told me, nobody can get more than 100,000 miles out of a steer tire. just doesn't happen. Yeah. Oh, man. That's just got to be a strange existence. Yes. Where you insist that you you cannot do your Cannot tire. do it. There's no way you can do it. Okay. Yeah. All right. What do we got for the next one? Oh, 480 area code. 480. 480. For Dominican Republic. <laughs> Hello. Uh, all right, hey. Hello. Are you, where are you at in the Dominican Republic? Arizona. You're not in the Dominican Republic. Where are you at? Arizona. Arizona. <laughs> okay. Uh, what can we do for you? I got a question for you. I bought a set of. Dayton 510S's for a steer tire. Okay. And I had them for maybe 30 days, and one of them started to chunk out where it had, like, 
almost half a size of dime chunks coming out of it. Huh. So ah. they, replaced it. they replaced it. I ran another 30 days, maybe 40 days. And I went to a tire shop because I had a blowout on a drive. And they put my two steers on a machine, a balance machine. And you could see that they were just wobbling up and down. Yeah. And he said it was because they're a Chinese tire. Yeah. And he also said, the, I put the beads in there. He said that's what ruined the tire. No, no, that didn't hurt him at all. Beads don't bother the inside of anybody's tire. Um, but the fact that it's a Chinese tire goes back to my statement earlier in the show that if you don't want a regular wear, buy those because they blow out every two weeks, and it's not a problem. Is that, uh, there, you know, there's a few brief things you could say about or You could actually go into a long, long discussion about what happened between the time that we uh, first started importing things from Asian countries, specifically Japan, up to the point where we started getting things from China. It used to be that the Japanese stuff was really cheap compared to what we were, the, the, the concept of, of what we were used to, to buying. Uh, but that planned obsolescence sort of worked its way into our products, too. And then it, it sort of became where Japanese products were actually really reliable. And then the Korean stuff came on the market. And that stuff was really cheap. But then they started improving the products that they were exporting, and they got a, a better name. Now we've got China. And unfortunately, it's just going to take a long time. Yeah, they, they're going to take some time to develop those tires to where they'll really run. I've heard some people say that the double coin does pretty good. I haven't had personal experience with that, so I can't say that myself. But if we buy Chinese tires today, I don't see getting good mileage out of them. Just don't, yeah, just don't even inspect them. Well, he said the point, he said one of the reasons was instead of having it lead balanced, I put the bag in there. And he said, if the tire only needed an ounce, well, then you threw in 12 ounces of beads, and you ruined the tire. No, no. What happens if you throw in the extra balance in there? The bag tears, the bead spreads around the tire, and it, and it will only concentrate one ounce in the area where it needs one ounce. The rest of it will just disperse itself around. All right. This is a, this is a really, really common uh, misconception of, of balancing yeah. material, not just, yeah. not just in truck tires, but... For all sorts of uh, conditions in, in, in all sorts of environments where balancing is necessary, using free-floating material is a way to do it. Yeah, the the guys the guy doesn't understand what the balance bead stuff does, or he's trying to sell weights. Yeah, yeah. Okay, and then I also I've been to Chad now twice on two other trucks that I owned, but the guy at their tire shop they also lined the truck, and I mm-hmm. said to him, I said. The bags, the airbags are out of alignment there. He goes, well, this, it doesn't really matter. He said, I could charge you 600 bucks to put them in alignment, but it's not going to do anything for your alignment. That's now, not true. Is, freight, if, is this a Freightliner truck? Yeah, it's a Freightliner. Yeah. And, and because the leaf springs on a Freightliner are mounted below the drive axle instead of on top of it, all the weight is pulling on the U-bolts. And as the U-bolts stretch and get looser, the airbags start sliding toward the middle of the truck on the bottom, and they'll tilt in on the bottom. That's an indication your U-bolts are loose, and if the U-bolts are loose, you cannot hold the alignment. Okay. Okay. Uh, well, I purchased a 
Firestone 591 steer tire. Yeah, that's a good Did one. I do better? Yeah, that's a good tire. Okay. And I had and a lead balance. Okay. Okay. Right. We appreciate it. Thank you. You have a good one. Arizona. Arizona. What do right. we got? How much time yeah, we got? We're actually past time, and we've got two callers left. You got three left. No, this one's done. This one's done. Okay, we got two, two left. left. So we'll, we'll click Let's on see two. what we can do. This one's 530, and isn't that Oregon? 530. No, that was 503. Five, okay. 530. No. I don't know. Uh, Idaho. Idaho. Hello. Hello there. Where are you out of? I, uh, Chico, California. California. Okay, all right. Yes, sir. That's not getting close. Okay, real yeah, real quick, I just, uh, 2010 Volvo, I want to purchase uh, some uh, tires all the way around. What, what tires do you recommend, Michelin? Well, I recommend a tire that will run good, and it's cheap. Okay. <laughs> all right. Run good, and it's cheap. Okay. Sounds good. So any tire out there, as long as it's cheap and it's running good. Are you, are what, you a line haul driver? Yeah, I run L.A. to, to uh, Portland. Okay. And and you got a tandem drive axle truck? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Did you hear the list of tires that we mentioned earlier in the show that were all good tires? No, I just I missed it about halfway through. So. Okay. All right. Uh, Michelin makes a great line haul steer tire. Continental has a great line haul steer tire. Bridgestone does. Goodyear does. Uh, Yokohama does. All three, five of those make a good line haul steer tire that I'm familiar with. And they all have. Okay. Well, they almost all have a secondary brand. They all have. Most of them have a secondary brand. Like Michelin has BF Goodrich and Goodyear has Dunlop and and Bridgestone has Firestone and and they make good second line tires that are a little bit cheaper that still run. Right now, is among among all those. So if if we were to knowing that that's out there, uh, among all those, are any of them not worth the money you spend. No, all of them make a good tire. All right, so no matter which one you get, if you're willing to spend the money, you're going to get the money back out of it. So if, you, if you're not willing right. to spend the money on the next CA3, because it's a lot of money, getting any of the other premium steer tires, as long as you're aligned properly, as long as you keep the pressure up, as long as everything gets mounted and balanced properly, you're going to be happy. Right, and then it depends on the dealer you're talking to, where you're going to get the best deal with and who you can work with the best. Right. Okay. All right, perfect. Thanks, guys. Okay. Okay, have a good day now. You have a great day and stay safe. All right, good luck. Okay, bye-bye, you too. Thank you, bye-bye. All right, one more, one more. We're going we're gonna to right. one more guy. The 310 area code. 310. I'm not even going to play the game. 310. Last time. Uh, Dominican Republic. Okay. Where are you from? Uh, how, about, how about L.A.? 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 Yeah. Well, we got two row. Cool. Yep. I, uh, what can we do for you? About a couple of weeks ago, three weeks ago. Anyway, um, I run uh, XDA2 Energy on the stairs, the only tire I uh, run on the stair, on a car hauler, low pro 22s. And uh, I wanted to go to the XDA3 Plus, but they don't make it in that size. However, right. the recommended uh, pressure on the tire is 130. So if yes. I take your advice, should I bump that up to 140? Yes, definitely. Yep. Really? And Continental, I believe, runs 
makes a, a tire in that size that I've seen really good results with. Okay, I'll, I'll check that out. Uh, the other thing, too, um, I used to run uh, Yokohama TY303 drive tires. They're very, very hard to get get a hold of now. It's like a month or two waiting, you know, back order. Uh, do you know of any other Yokohama tires that's comparable to that? No, I don't. Not in the Yokohama, but again, I, I would look at Continental. I've been running uh, Continental HDRs, but I have used to run the uh, TY33 Yokohamas, and I've, I had really, really good luck with them. You know, they were perfect. They, they were comfortable, and, you know, it had good grip on the road. Um, but I think they changed that tire, didn't they? Or they discontinued I, it? I think so. Uh, that's yeah. the story I'm getting, yeah. Um, yep. My right side on the drive, seems to wear faster than my left side. Is it a tandem drive or single drive? Tandem. And is it the right side on both tires, both axles, or just on one axle? On both axles. And is it wearing faster on the inside edge of the inside tire, or is it all the way across both tires? All the way across. All the way across both tires? Yeah. Um... What inflation I mean, in are you running? Time, I'll probably, um, I'll notice how you run 120. 120 in each tire back there. And what does the sidewall call for on those tires? 120. 120. Yep. Um, Five. Yeah. That's the problem, those 55. See, I'm guessing, okay, is there any severe irregular wear on those right tires compared to the left tires or are they all just smooth and worn out and they're just smooth perfectly straight across you can put a straight edge on there they're perfectly you know wear down exactly the same but let's say around them a year i'll have to you know uh rotate them because i'll be uh, at least 130 seconds or maybe 230 seconds lower than uh left side do you rotate your tires at all? Yes. So you're crossing your tires, Xing them? Yes. And how do you decide when you're going to X them? Uh, when I feel like it. <laughs> Usually okay. about 60,000. What you should be doing is you should be measuring the tread depth, and when one is three or four 30 seconds more worn than the other side of the truck. You should X them. Yep. So you wear that's, them out as set. That's what I've okay. been doing since, you know, since I figured that out and I have been doing that, but it still drives me crazy let's, why the right side wears faster than the left side. Let's talk about what makes a tire wear faster. There's three things that make a tire wear faster on a drive position. One is extra horsepower being applied to that side, and two, is extra braking being applied. Now, if there was extra horsepower or extra braking, those tires would have a lot of heel and toe wear, and the other side of the axle would not have a lot of heel and toe. That tells me the horsepower or the braking is all going to one side. Okay. The third thing that the tire to wear faster on one side of the truck than the other is more weight. And if the tilt of the road... And the high loads you've got on that car hauler 
are causing more weight on the right side than the left side, the tires are going to wear faster. I say that makes sense. And that I suspect sense. you run a lot of two-lane roads, don't you? Yeah, I would say about 30, 35% of my driving, yes. And that could be the whole thing. It could simply be that one side of the truck's got more weight on it than the other. But the, the fact that the on it. wearing smooth is good because it means we're not talking about a mechanical issue. Or I mean, horsepower or braking. It's right. just weight. It isn't, it isn't that there's a brake hung up. It isn't that there's a gear issue. It's just it, one side is literally wearing faster than the other. That's actually not that bad a problem. Okay? Okay. And I had some Chinese tires on the trailer years ago, Freestar brand, and those suckers were like steel, except for their sidewalls aren't worth a crap. Yeah. <laughs> All righty, buddy. Well, you have yourself right, a sir. great day. Thank you. Appreciate the help. Right, thank you. And we appreciate all of you listening to us this week, talking about the stomach churns and the wheel runs and, and the hospital the got runs. shut down and, and somebody's in a coma. About the bubbles. Have a good one. We'll talk to you again next week. And next week we're going to talk about bent rims or bent. mismounted spoke rims. Wow. That'll be a short conversation. Yeah, and then we'll take calls. Bye. Thanks for joining us on Rolling Toe. If you like what you heard here, leave us a rating and review on iTunes or listen to our other shows at audioroad.letstruck.com. To get in touch with our tribe, call us at 855-800-FUEL. That's 855-800-3835. Thanks for joining us for the ride down the audio road.